Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I am so delighted to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. I want to start off by saying this. I feel like the only way that you are able to set yourself up for disappointment is to give place to doubt in your heart. One of the biggest things that Yahweh has been dealing with me about lately has been the issue of trusting in Him. That is completely off topic. Well, not completely. Partially off topic from what I want to speak to you about today, but I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. We've got a lot of ground that I'd like to cover, and I'm so grateful uh, that you have shown up today with an engaging heart. I believe that as you and I honor Yahweh's word to us, we will possess a greater confidence and expectation of his glory to be made manifest, not only in our lives, but through our lives. So, can I be completely honest with you? Sometimes I feel like I get lost in the language. Uh, Let me explain. I'll find myself in a place where I use words that might be familiar to articulate my feelings, but I'm not fully invested in the feelings that are articulated, if that makes any sense. Um, I want to encourage you today to not let this become a position in which we've created a tolerance to the presence of Yahweh. Yes, He has called us to be mature sons and daughters, but even in my maturity, I'm determined to never come out of His presence the same way that I came into it. There is a tremendously large difference between becoming familiar and becoming tolerant. And I think it's unfortunate when we misapprehend the meaning of these two words. Familiar means well-known or or from, from a long or a close association. And I personally believe that proximity overpowers the time factor. It always has, it always will. But tolerance means the capacity to endure continuously subjection to something without an adverse reaction. When, when something has the power to change you, but is not given the permission to create that change, I, I feel like this is a, a representation of the modern religious system, and it's being mislabeled that people are unwilling to change because they've been in relationship when the truth is that people are unwilling to change because they refuse to allow permission for the change to take place. So I want to remind us today that our nearness to the one who is fully capable is more valuable than our time spent apart. What does it look like to seek Yahweh wholeheartedly with a heart full of desire? Unfortunately, I believe that my modem my, my my motivation really has, has been at times an act of duty rather than desire. But I'm here to encourage you today that as we progress into the fullness, the fullness, right, of what Yahweh has prepared for us, my heart is not poised for personal gain, but rather the permission to enter into His peace, His rest, and His goodness. Amen? Position 
and possession. Uh, a good friend of mine, Oracle Elijah Ward, has mentioned these topics, and, and I reference them quite often. It's extremely important to me because ownership is a big deal, and I truly believe that, that what we are given is a direct result of where we are positioned. What we do with what we've been given can ultimately be more important than the very thing that we own. And if you don't believe me, look at the story of the talents in Matthew chapter 25. Spoiler alert, today we are going to address our position and our possessions. In fact, earlier I mentioned that I believe the only way to become disappointed is to give place to to doubt of of that authority within our heart. And I want to remind us today of a, of a story that you may be familiar with. And it's the story of a woman who was a Shunammite woman. And let's, let's look at this for a moment, because I feel like Yahweh wants to put his finger upon some unbelief today and remind us of all of his goodness. So I want to reference a scripture found in 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 8 today and go through verse 17, primarily verses 15 through 17, but it says this in verse 8. Now there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem where there was a prominent woman, prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was as often as he passed by that he turned in there to eat food. Now let's stop here for a second. The Shunammite woman had the ability to recognize the spirit of the Lord within Elisha. She, she not only noticed the power and presence that he carried, but she also anticipated that he passed by often. So out of her place of abiding, her position of her abode, she was able to not only sustain herself, but also persuade Elisha, the prophet, that she could sustain him as well. Verse 9 says, And she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of Yahweh passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand and it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. So through her prospering, she was not only able to feed but also make room for him to rest. Man, this is is such a big deal because it goes beyond a place of being sustained with what is necessary to live and survive, but creating a position of rest. Her and her husband were ready. And Yahweh isn't just teaching us how to rest for ourselves, but rather to become a house of peace that is capable of facilitating rest for others. Verse 11 One day he came there and he turned into the upper chamber and he rested. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him and she said to him, now say to her, behold, you have been careful for us with all of this care. What can I do for you? Would would you be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people. So he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Truly, she has no son, and her husband is old. Uh, I got to stop here, you know, because this is, this is a big deal. This is a big deal to me. I believe that her anticipation 
actually created a way for her blessing. She didn't answer for herself, but rather Gehazi anticipated her need and he spoke up on her behalf. This is, this is what is so important to me because generally a majority of the prayer language, and I had to be cautious how I word that because I don't want to speak for you. I don't want to speak for myself, even though I've been found guilty at times of doing this. That prayer relation can oftentimes turn into a, a, a helps wanted ad as, as a cry to the Father that Yahweh would just come in and give us everything that we want and everything that we need. But it wasn't that she desired to serve in exchange for her needs to be met or fulfilled. In fact, it seemed that she didn't even feel comfortable making her her. Re- request made known to Elijah even when they called upon her. But look at this. Anticipation calls upon Ruach Etzah, which is the spirit of counsel. And it is extremely important that these observations that you and I have are never carnally driven, but spirit led. Now look at this. When we remove our own agenda, Yahweh will transfer the most valuable desire from what my friend Oracle Elijah calls the realm of existence into a place of tangible manifestation. She didn't even have to speak or 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 make her request made known. The Father knew her heart, and He knew that because she was faithful to not only sustain the man of Yahweh, but to prepare a place of rest. Look, fathers seated in rest produce sons at peace. I've heard Oracle Damon Thompson say that um, from Saluda, South Carolina, a brother of mine. And, and it's so true because you cannot allow someone to be seated in rest if your heart is at a position of unrest. So that's why one of the many reasons why it's important. But verse 15 says this, and he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then the man said at this season next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. And the woman conceived and bore a son at that season the next year, as Elisha had said to her. Now this, I'm telling you, man, like, I feel like I may need to change my name to the Shunammite woman. (laughs) And uh, not really because I'm a man and that would be very awkward. I don't believe in those things. Let me make that very clear. But I can relate to her. This woman says, do not lie to me. And, And she's not just like making that a statement. She's saying like, she's proclaiming this. Do not lie to me. This is such a big deal. See, there are moments in our lives when Yahweh fully intends to present to us a dream or a desire that almost seems to be good, to be too good to be true. Like it's, it's one of those things that we've lived in a position of slavery and bondage and captivity for so long that, that we Prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And and good Lord, I absolutely hate that quote, to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. When you and I walk in an abundance of favor from Almighty Yahweh, it's time that we start expecting something greater than the worst. It's time that we start expecting something greater than bad things to happen to us. When this happens, it is not my responsibility nor yours to question what 
what Yahweh desires to do. People don't like to call it doubt. They like to say, don't get your hopes up, right? Has anybody ever told you that? But but when you do that, we put up a wall. And as we put up a wall, we are simultaneously removing our own ability to trust that Yahweh will actually do what he said he will do. Man, let us receive the grace to trust Almighty Yahweh and His Word to us, that He is so good that He desires for you and I to be blessed, for you and I to walk in an abundance of favor and goodness and prosperity and health and joy and righteousness and peace and holiness, an abundance of all these things. Not that that something bad's going to happen, and if something good happens to happen, well, we weren't expecting it anyway, so so we can enjoy it or appreciate it. I, I want to encourage you today to remove all doubt. Remove every bit of doubt from your heart and believe with all of your heart because this is where it begins. This is where we give Yahweh's word an opportunity to be transferred from the realm of existence in the upper waters of the heavens into this earth where you and I are involved as that 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 heaven and earth connection with our feet on the ground, our head in the clouds, and we are so confident that Yahweh is a good and faithful father that we actually trust that he says, you know, that he will do everything that he says he will do. I know this is such a, a foundational principle. It's such an elementary belief that we would actually believe Yahweh's word and that we would trust in him wholeheartedly. But I want to tell you today that it is a big deal. And the only way that you and I will be able to trust in the fullness of what Yahweh desires for you and I to see and establish and possess on this earth is number one, by removing all doubt from our heart. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. There is no place for you and I to carry lack and abundance at the same time. There's no place for you and I to carry doubt and trust at the same time. So choose wisely today what you desire, what you desire to carry within your basket. And, and let's make it a good decision. Let's make it a decision and an opportunity to trust in the fullness of who Yahweh is and manifest the fullness of who you and I were created to be. Family, I hope you found this encouraging today. I, I'm so sorry that I kind of like worked ahead of myself a little bit. I really didn't even get into my notes, um, but I just want to encourage you with this blessing and this revelation that Yahweh desires for you and I to be blessed. So let's walk in the fullness of his blessing and trust him wholeheartedly. Family, thank you for your engagement. We love you and I look forward to our next time together.